Welcome to our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Brandon Billups, and I'm the high school pastor here at Rolling Hills. In today's message, we're bringing our series, Jesus, Life-Changing Conversations, to a close with Easter Sunday. Today, you'll hear from Pastor Jeff as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection and explore the last of Jesus' conversations that we're focusing on in this series. Now, let's hear from Jeff. Oh, good morning, Rolling Hills Church family. It's Easter. Happy Easter, man. Praise God. I mean, our Savior is alive. He has conquered death and made a way for us to have eternal life. And I am so excited about today and so thankful. So welcome to everybody here. Welcome to everybody in Overflow. Thank you, guys. And welcome to everybody online. God is here and his presence is being felt by us. And we are worshiping him today, our Savior, our Lord, our King. You know, as you think back over your life, right, there's been some key conversations. If you think back over your life, there's been some life-impacting, life-changing conversations that you've had. And so often our conversations are fleeting, right? So often we just see people in passing or we kind of keep it on a superficial level. But sometimes there's those conversations that really change your life. Maybe you can remember the first conversation with the person who's now your best friend. And you remember that conversation, now you see all these years later how they've been with you through really hard times and Tough times, and you think back, thank you, God, for that conversation. And maybe you think back to a conversation in high school or college, and you had the DTR talk, right? Remember that? Define the relationship, you know? And, and there were some, it's not you, it's me, kind of talks, but, but then there were another, maybe, and you're still married today. Or maybe it's a conversation you had with a boss, and, and you, you sat down, you really wanted this job, you prayed about it, and then you just hit it off, and maybe you're still in that job today, and your life just changed. I remember having a conversation, I was dating Lisa and drove up to Kentucky and, and sat down with her dad. And I gotta tell you, that was awkward, right? You know, and I'm talking to him, we're talking about politics and the weather and sports. And then finally, I get the courage to say, hey, can I have your daughter's hand in marriage? And, and he said, yes. I was like, yeah, you know, and here we are, you know, next month will be 20 years, 20 years. And just think about the life change. But you see, those kind of life-changing, that's what Jesus wants to have with us. That's the kind of life-changing conversation. And so often people want to keep it on the superficial when God wants to move and look and work in our hearts, in our lives. All of us, we want to be fully known. We want to be fully accepted. And so we've said the depth of the conversation represents the depth of the relationship. And if you think about your life, I mean, the, really the people you talk to, the people who fully know you are the people that you love the most. And that's what we want, and that's what Jesus wants for you. I remember hearing uh, Larry King, Larry King, who sat down with a bunch of people, who interviewed all these people, thousands of people, and they said, if you could interview anybody, who would it be? And he said, God. And they said, what would you ask God? He said, did you really have a son? And I wanna tell you, yes, God had a son, and his name is Jesus, and he's the whole reason we are here today. He's the whole reason we celebrate, because Jesus changed the world, and Jesus changed our lives. And that's the kind of conversation that Jesus wants to have with us today. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. And if you have a Bible, I wanna invite you to open with me to the book of John. John chapter three, New Testament. If you're watching online, maybe you can go to the Rolling Hills app. I want you to follow on because God has something to say to every single one of us today. So John chapter three, we're gonna see a life-changing conversation that happened. And it's here in verse one, right? It says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. So here's this guy, Nicodemus, and this guy is successful, all right? I mean, he's a Pharisee, which means he was very religious, 
I mean, he knew the Old Testament backwards and forward. He memorized the first five books of the Old Testament. Can you imagine memorizing the first five books? He kept all the laws, the 613 laws. This guy was super religious, but he was also a member of the Jewish ruling council, which means he was wealthy, which means he was successful. See, the Jewish ruling council was this. When the Greeks, you may remember history, right? Alexander the Great conquered the world, and then he cried because there was no more kingdoms to conquer. But the Greeks conquered this area of Palestine, and they tried to Hellenize the Jews, just like they did the rest of the world, right? Hellenize the Jews. Well, when they desecrated the temple, that didn't go over real well with the Jews. So they revolted, right? The Maccabean revolt in 167 BC to 160 BC, right? And so you see this revolt that happens where Hanukkah comes from. All that went down. So when the Romans come in and they conquer the world, right? They realize these Jews are pretty feisty. We're gonna let them worship at the temple. We're gonna let them keep their law and they can set up their own Jewish ruling Council, this is kind of like parliament or Congress. This guy, Nicodemus, was a part of that. And yet, verse two, he came to Jesus at night. See, the Jewish ruling council, they didn't like Jesus. I mean, not at all. We'll we'll see as you kind of get toward the end, right, that they're the ones that wanted him crucified because Jesus said he was the Messiah. Jesus said he is the son of God. And so Nicodemus is listening to all this and he kind of sneaks out at night. Remember, there were no street lights, right? And so he's kind of going under the cover of darkness and he comes to Jesus and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can perform the signs you're doing if God were not with him. We're seeing these miracles, right? We're seeing you healing the deaf and the lame. We're seeing you feed 5,000, right? We're seeing all these things happen. There's something about you. And notice what Jesus does. He doesn't stay up here on the superficial. He moves to the heart. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And Nicodemus is still thinking the physical. He's still up here, right? How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time in their mother's womb to be born. That's weird. What are you talking about, right? He's still up here on the physical. And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. What's he talking about? Water? Baptism, right? You're dying to your way of life, you're going into the water, you're being raised to walk in a new life, and the Spirit. When you become a Christ follower, God places his Holy Spirit in you, and now you have this spiritual connection with God, this lifelong relationship with the Lord. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Some people go, well, I don't know about faith, right? Can't really see it. They're staying on the physical. And Jesus is like, well, you can't see the wind. But boy, you can sure feel the impact of the wind, right? You can see what happens when the wind blows. Well, how can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we've seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus referred to himself often as the Son of Man. The Son of Man. This is where we see Christmas and Easter, right? Jesus born at Christmas, born of a woman, 
That means he's fully human. He can identify with the struggles that we go through, but he's born of the Spirit, fully divine, the divinity and the humanity of Christ. And when you go through a tough time, you know that your Savior is there. When you go through a struggle, you know that God is there, but you also know that Jesus has the power to do something about it. That Jesus has the power to heal and redeem and restore. Jesus says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness. You're thinking, what is that? Well, Nicodemus would have known. Because that goes back to Numbers 21, back in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they're coming through the wilderness, God's leading them to the promised land, and there's a bunch of snakes. Now, I don't like snakes, okay? Like, I'm just not a big snake, you know? Like, there's a bunch of snakes out there in the wilderness. And, and so God says, hey, make a bronze serpent and put it up on a pole, and when people look at it, they'll be saved, they'll be healed, and the snakes disappear. He says, hey, just as Moses lifted up a snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And then what follows is the most famous verse in the Bible. John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, his son, capitalized right there, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And a lot of people know John 3, 16, but do you know John 3, 17? Because listen to this. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world. And maybe that's what you think about God. That God's mad at you. <laughs> That you've sinned, you've messed up, you've made mistakes, and, and whenever you sin, God's like, hey, that's it, you know, he's just gonna strike you, right? Your car's not gonna start, something bad's gonna happen, right? No, 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 for God didn't send his son in the world to condemn the world, no, 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 but to save the world through him. God's heartbeat has always been redemption. God's heartbeat is always drawing us into that relationship with him, and skip down to the end of this paragraph, verse 21, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Wow, that is a life-changing conversation. That's what Jesus wants to have with every one of us. All right, if you're taking notes today, here's some things I'd love for you to write down. If you've got a worship guide with you, you can write it there. If you're online, you can go to the Rolling Hills app and fill in some blanks just to help you remember. We had some spiritual principles for all of us this Easter Sunday. So check this out. Everyone is searching for meaning in life. Everyone is searching for meaning in life. Now there was a Pharisee, right? A man named Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. Man, people would have thought this guy's got it all. This is who I want to be, right? Back in that day, I mean, he's got the image, he's got the money, he's got the success. <laughs> and he came to Jesus at night. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. And here he is, ultra successful, ultra wealthy. And yet inside there was something missing. And maybe you've been there. Maybe there's times at night you just can't sleep. And you wonder, what, what's life really all about? What, what's really the meaning of it all, right? And maybe you've risen up in your job, your profession, maybe you're successful, maybe you've got money, maybe you've got a great family, but inside, you know there's gotta be something more. I tell you, I think COVID's taken a toll on all of us, right? And not just physically, but, but on people mentally, emotionally. And maybe you've been there. And here's the thing, right? Money couldn't satisfy Nicodemus. It was always how much more, right? How much more than money? How much more is it? What's it gonna take? Success couldn't, all those things. And even 
religion. <laughs> this guy was religious, but religion cannot satisfy. You're not gonna be more religious than this guy. I'll just tell you, right? None of us are, right? And this guy was ultra religious, <laughs> but it can't satisfy. Why? Because religion is, is about you and what you do. And, and all of us, man, I wanna be at church. I wanna get my check mark. I, I wanna look good on the outside. And that's important. It's important to do good things. It's important to be right. Uh, but it, religion is all about us. And ultimately what you're gonna find, it's not about what I do. It's about what he's done. It's about what he's done. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Jesus invites us not to religion, but to a relationship. Jesus invites us to a lifelong journey to know him, to grow deeper in him, to share our heart, to be fully known, fully loved, fully accepted, to have the life that Jesus wants us to have. Here's the thing, Jesus can handle our questions. You know what I love about Nicodemus is he showed up. He didn't just wrestle with those questions and, and just keep them to himself and go, you know what, I got a pretty good life, I'm just gonna deal with it, I'll figure it out later on, you know, something will happen, right? No, 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 he's like, I wanna know. I wanna understand, Jesus can handle our questions. Whatever you think in your life, hey, man, that's why get involved in church, get involved in a small group, ask questions, talk to other people, read. This is amazing. Hey, I love this. You being here this Easter is not an accident. Jesus cares for you. Jesus cares for you. Jesus didn't push this guy away. Jesus didn't say, hey, later on, the, you know, the Jewish ruling council of Sanhedrin is gonna come after you. He cared about him and he cares about you. And maybe today you think, you know what, somebody just invited me, I just showed up. No, 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 no. God invited you today. God has a plan and a purpose for you. God wants to speak to you and to your heart. I remember several years ago, there was a woman who showed up for church and she, she kind of slipped in and, and, she, and she sat there and she left. And when she got home, her family said, where did you go? She said, I went to church. They went, you went where? Because you see, this woman hadn't been in church in 30 years. Here she was in her late 30s, early 40s, and, and she'd had a, a good life, but there was always something missing inside of her heart and soul. And when she was young, she grew up up north, and, and she went to a church when she was a, a small child, and she didn't like it, and something happened, and she had a bad experience, and she just projected that onto all churches <laughs> and onto God. And she stiff-armed God in her life. And one of her coworkers saw, then that there was something missing in her heart and said, hey, why don't you come to my church? And without him even knowing, she showed up. And then she came back the next week. And then the next week. I met her and I said, how do you like church? She goes, I like it. And I go, okay, we're good. She goes, but I'm not singing. I go, okay. She goes, well, I feel like if I start to sing, I'm giving in. I said, yeah, that's kind of what happens, right? <laughs> Several weeks later, I looked back and there she was singing. And I'll never forget standing there in the baptistry with her as I watched her go under the water and die to her old way of life and watched her be raised to a new life. And to see the joy in her heart today, to see her as a mom, see her as a grandma today, to see the joy, to see her leading groups and, and just watching God change her life. And I'm just thinking, yes, that's what God wants for all of us, all of us. Hey, only in Jesus do we find salvation. Don't miss that on this Easter Sunday, only in Jesus. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, look, no one, no one, that's pretty clear, right? No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again, unless they're born again. Nicodemus confused physical birth with spiritual birth. 
Nicodemus was like, I'm old, man. How am I going to go back to my mom? I can't get that. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're talking spiritual, Nicodemus. We're talking when you sinned, when you messed up, now you got a holy God and you got sinful you. And you're separated. You're dead in your sins and your transgressions. Nicodemus, you ought to understand this. Because you see, in the Old Testament, it's all talking about the Messiah coming. It's all talking about Jesus. And Jesus is gonna make things right between us and God. Jesus was working on the spiritual. And if you go to Ezekiel 37, we sang that song about the bones rattling, right? Hey, that's from right here. It says this in Ezekiel 37, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it. Look, it's God who does it. It's not us. I have done it, declares the Lord. It's not about us being good enough. It's not about us getting all the right answers on the quiz. It's about what God has done for us that he puts his spirit in us and that we are changed. Hey, Jesus wants to change us from the inside out. See, this is the important part. Jesus wants to change us from the inside out. You, you know, if you get a new car, you want it to look good, right? Or if you got a classic or you got a sports car and you polish it, right? You wax it, you look, you're riding down the road, you're looking good, right? You have the windows down, the top down. You love it, it's awesome, it's fun. But if you never change the oil, you know what happens after a while? Blows up, right? The whole engine goes out and, and the car doesn't run, it doesn't move. And that's what happens with so many of us. We spend all the time on the outside, right? We wanna look good, we work out, we wanna look great for Instagram, get our pic, right? We wanna post it. We, we wanna do all this stuff on the outside and we, so often we forget the inside. And Jesus has come to work on our heart. Jesus has come to redeem and to restore and to make things right. That's where he specializes. Salvation comes when we repent of our sins and commit our lives to follow Jesus. You know, repentance, that means to turn. You know, you got a holy God, sinful man, we're walking away from God, we're running after the world, we're doing our own thing, and the Spirit of God convicts us and we repent, we turn back to God. And we come to Jesus and we follow, we confess our sins, and we meet Jesus. Remember, remember Jesus talked about this whole Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness? He says, hey, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone believes may have eternal life. When did that happen? Good Friday, right? Jesus is handed over by the Jewish ruling council, the Romans, he, he is beaten, he is flogged, he has put a, a, a crossbeam on his back to carry to Golgotha, he is laid down on the ground on the cross, he takes the nails in his wrist and in his feet, he lays there for your sin, for my sin, and then what happens? The cross is lifted up and it's dropped in the ground. And when you know the redemption and the grace of God that Jesus paid the price for your sins, for my sins, and we ask that forgiveness and we commit our lives to follow him, that's where salvation comes. Hey, salvation results in spiritual life change. Don't miss this, salvation results in spiritual life change. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Look at that so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. After this conversation with Jesus, Nicodemus' life begins to change. 
If you keep reading through the Gospel of John and it's so good, I just encourage you, challenge you, read a chapter a day, just start reading through John. But you come to John chapter seven, and the Jewish ruling council, they send some guards to arrest Jesus, Jesus' teaching in the temple, and they go there to arrest Jesus, and then the guards come back and they don't have Jesus. And the Jewish ruling council's like, well, where is he? And they go, wow, we've never heard anybody speak like this. And they're like, what? You believe too? And Nicodemus stands up, he goes, hey, are you gonna convict somebody you haven't heard? It's starting to come in the light. Starting to come alive. You get to John 19, after Jesus is crucified on the cross, who shows up, right, to take down his body? Nicodemus. And Joseph of Arimathea, and Nicodemus comes with 75 pounds of oil and spices to anoint Jesus' body. That would be worth thousands of dollars. It was the burial of a king. And Nicodemus is there. He's coming into the light, into the broad light. I'm a follower of Jesus You know what happens so often is, right, we try to compartmentalize our lives, right? You know, we look at our lives kind of like a pie chart, you know, and we got a little bit of Jesus over here. You get this sliver right here, right? And I'll show up to church when I can, when I'm not busy, and I'll I'll make it over here, and and, you know, I'll I'll try to be good, and I'll try to pray sometimes. And I got a little bit of Jesus. I got a lot of family. I got a lot of family time over here, right? And I got a lot of work. I got a lot to do, right? You know, it stays successful, so I got a a lot of work. And then I got my pie chart over here, my sports, and my social media and my hobbies, and, and Jesus is going, hold on. I didn't die just to be some little sliver right over here, right? I wanna be in every part of your life. <laughs> because here's the thing, right? I'm gonna make your family better. I'm gonna make you a better husband, a father. I'm gonna make you a better wife or mother. I'm gonna make you a woman or a man after God's heart. I'm gonna make you a better roommate. I wanna be in your job. I wanna give you purpose. I wanna give you fulfillment. I wanna be in every area of your life. I want you to know me. How much you have a relationship with me? See, the fruit reveals the root, right? The fruit reveals the root. Like if you go and look at an apple tree, how do you know it's an apple tree? Because there's apples on it, right? You're like, hey, that's smart, right? Yeah, there's apples, right? You look at an orange tree, there's oranges on it. You look at a Christ follower, there ought to be the fruit of the Spirit. And none of us are perfect, but in our lives, are we growing to look more like Jesus? Are we growing to have more joy and peace and purpose? Or are we looking more like the world? Are we worn out? Are we stressed out? Are we consumed with everything the world is? Are we saying, you know what? I'm gonna be rooted in Christ. I'm gonna grow deeper in him. Hey, God sees everything we do. Everything. But not just the outside. God sees the heart. So don't just try to stay superficial with God. Don't just try to keep God at arm's length, right? Allow God to know you intimately. Following Jesus means becoming fully alive. This is the great news of Easter. Jesus is alive and he wants you and I to come alive. He wants us to have the best life possible. That's why it says in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And that's what Jesus wants for you. I want you to hear today from a a good friend of mine. He's involved in our church. He's just an amazing man. And I've watched God change his life. He's a major league baseball pitcher. So watch this. Stephen, thanks for joining us today. This is great. I feel like we're sitting at your house. Yeah, this <laughs> is my cathedral. <laughs> you've been in the, this is AAA. You've been in the bigs for, in AAA and all their visions for what, 16 years in baseball? So, in two World Series. And man, God's blessed you in, 
your career and your season. Tell us about though your spiritual life. Tell us about kind of growing up and then what God's kind of done in your life since. Yeah, I grew up, you know, going to church, Christian, um, all throughout, you know, my middle ages. And then I started playing baseball. And unfortunately, I, you play baseball on Sunday. So I kind of got away from it a little bit and it kind of came back, kind of been, you know, teeter tottering. And baseball for the longest time was my thing I worship, like everything that my focus, everything was on playing because I wanted, you know, to get drafted, go to college, get drafted, make it to the big leagues and then and then just that's everything. And it wasn't until later on in life to where I was like, man, there's a lot more of focus that I need to come to, to Jesus versus baseball because if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't have had baseball. But it took me a, a really hard time to really have that driven home. So, Stephen, you had a kind of a dark time in your life, and that's really where you came to Jesus. There was that come to Jesus kind of moment for you. Can you, can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not easy to talk about it, but it's definitely something that, you know, I struggle with. You know, there was a time in my baseball career, you know, I've always wanted to take control and, and work hard, and everything was baseball my whole life. You know, my wife sacrificed everything for baseball. And then, you know, I, I got hurt. You know, I had a significant knee injury to where I had trouble even walking. And then I had a lot of marital issues, you know, and there were some things that me and Shannon were going through that, you know, nobody should want to go through. But, you know, I did. I had godly men around me the whole time. And I just did what every man always tries to do and just says, I got this. No, I get, I'm going to control this, you know, and, and I, even though like I had these godly people telling me like, like, let us pray for you. Let us talk about it. Let's talk about it. Like men, we don't talk about things, especially when it comes to our feelings and our hardships. Like we want to always put on that armor of like, it's all good. Right. And then some things happen and, and it's something I'm not proud of, but I got arrested and sitting in that jail cell was like, the wow, like, it, is it really this bad? Like, am I really at the rock bottom of all bottom? I mean, I was at the deepest part of my life, both spiritually, physically. I mean, I couldn't do a lot of things that I've done my whole life. And that was when I was like, man, like, I need Jesus more than ever. And that was when I really was like, all right, I need to change some things. And, you know, I always tell people, I was like, the person that really opened my eyes to Jesus was you, because you never knew me. And then you, you, you came. And when you showed up that day, I mean, it, it really opened my eyes. I'm like, man, like that is the love of Christ. And that's something that I, you know, that I want to give to other people. Well, Stephen, you're doing that, man. I mean, you're, you're giving that to other people. And I've just watched you as a dad as a husband, uh, as serving at church. Talk about what, what God's done in your life since, since that time, since that moment. I mean, it's been, it's been rocky. I mean, but I knew God has it. I know Jesus is like, he's, he's the center of my attention, you know, of my life to where, you know, like I got, I finally opened up to, to home groups. I gave my testimony that I've never done in my life. You know, I'm serving at church, which I've never done. And, it, and I love it. I mean, I'm at a more better spot, like spiritually, physically, mentally. You know, me and Shannon, you know, we're doing better than ever. Like, you know, my kids, I, you know, I've been able to spend a ton of time with them and ha have fun with them. And it's like, and there's still a lot of struggle and there's still a lot of, I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, but I've had so much peace about it. 
So what would you say to, to people out there about, you know, when people are struggling or just trying to check out this whole Jesus thing, what, what encouragement would you give them about coming to Jesus and the difference God can ask, make in their life? Ask some questions, you know, find somebody that is a mentor, like find somebody that you feel like you can relate to, you know, like, I, you know, for me personally, like I want somebody to come talk to me because of something that they just see, like there's something different about him, you know, and like for people that are struggling, to find, you know, to find Jesus, or they got questions about who Jesus is. Does Jesus exist? Where'd the Bible come from? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of literature out there. There's a lot of studies out there. There's a lot of people with a lot of knowledge that is not just biblical knowledge. Like there's actual archeological facts to prove the Bible and the truth behind the Bible and the truth behind Jesus. And there's so many things that you can do if you just would ask questions. Just start with like Nicodemus, you know, like a lot of people want to be Christians at night because they're afraid of how people think about it. And I've, I've been like that my whole life. Like, oh man, like, you know, it's like if I'm around Christians, like I'm going to be a Christian guy. But if I'm not, then I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be, of them, you know, try to fit in. And I still struggle with that today. But like for me, like I'm trying harder and harder every day to keep asking questions and just keep trying to learn everything I can. And that's, that's what I would, my advice would be to people is just, just start with the question of who's Jesus. I love that. I just love seeing life change. I love seeing what God's doing in Stephen's life, what God's doing in his family, what God's doing with him. I love seeing him serve on Sunday mornings when he's not playing baseball. He's out in the parking lot directing traffic with two World Series rings. You know, he doesn't care. He's just like, I want people to know I'm following Jesus, following Jesus. Hey guys, let me ask you this question. What is Jesus saying to you today? I mean, really, if you were to open your heart and you're open your life and you were to have a real conversation, what is he saying to you? And here's the most famous verse in the Bible, and please don't miss it. For God so loved the world. You can put your name right there. And God's not here to condemn you. God is here to love you. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Yes, Jesus, God's son, that whoever... Whoever believes in him, doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter your gender, it doesn't matter you know, your ethnic group, it doesn't matter whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Hey, let this Easter Sunday be life-changing for you. Let it be life-changing for you. Put a stake in the ground, make it a defining moment. Say, I'm gonna follow Jesus. I'm gonna come out of the night and into the light. You know, every couple of years, we take a biblical study tour to the Holy Land. We go to Israel, and we go down the Via del Rosa, we go to the garden tomb. And I gotta tell you, we can go there, and, and you can walk inside the garden tomb, or, where many believe that was the place, and Nicodemus and Joseph Arimathea, they put Jesus' body. But here's the thing, the tomb's empty. Nobody's there. You can go to the tomb of all these world leaders, right? You can, these religious leaders, their body's still there, but not Jesus. Oh no, he is alive. And that's what we celebrate today. The resurrection that Jesus has conquered, death, eternal life can begin today. Death's not the end of the story. Everybody was so afraid of death, right? And Jesus comes and he conquers death. Eternal life, when you become a Christ follower, hey, it's this life and death is simply a passageway for the life to come. The life to come, eternal life can begin for you. Hey, where you spend eternity hangs in the balance. And it all hinges on Jesus. It's not about what you do. It's not about if you're good enough. It's not about us earning it. Oh no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. So commit to follow Jesus today 
and live your best life. Guys, live your best life. That's what God wants for every one of us. I want you to think today. Those life-changing conversations that you've had in your life, those kind of defining moments. (laughs) What about today? What's Jesus saying to you? Not the people around you, not your family, you. You. Maybe in your life you've never committed your life to follow Christ. Why not today? Maybe in your life you just kind of thought it was about religion. I'll show up every now and then, it's fine, I get a check mark. No, 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 no. Maybe you've kind of been living at night, you know? I don't really want people to know I'm a Christ follower. What about today? Maybe there's been some hurt or some pain and, and today you just give it. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. What about today? Would you meet with Jesus? You know, on your worship guide, there's that connection card. And I wanna ask you just to look at the bottom of that for a moment. If you're online, you can look on the website as well. But there's just kind of four, A, B, C, D. And I wanna ask you, would you be honest today? (laughs) Would you just mark one of these? Maybe today you wanna mark A. Hey, I'm accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. (laughs) Right here, right now, today. Easter 2021, defining moment for me. Maybe it's B. I believe in Jesus, but I haven't been baptized. I want to take that step of obedience. I want to identify with Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, right? You're going under the water, being raised to walk a new life. Maybe it's C. I'm committed to Jesus, and I'm going to live my life for him. I am committed disciple. I'm moving out of the night and into the light, right? I'm going to live for him. Or maybe it's D. I don't know. I got some questions. I got some questions. Hey, we would love to talk with you. We'd love to pray with you. If you have a prayer request, you could fill that out here. In a moment, we're gonna have a chance to drop this in a basket. It's gonna come by. But let's make today <laughs> that life-changing conversation. Let's make today the best Easter ever because we met with Jesus. We spent time with Jesus. We committed our lives to Jesus. We found hope and peace and life and joy in Jesus. Hey, think about this. If God can raise a dead Jesus, he can raise a dead you. He can raise a dead marriage. He can raise a dead dream. He can raise you. Come alive in him. Come alive today in Jesus. This time I wanna invite our ushers to come forward and it's a chance for us to respond. It's a chance for us to give this connection card and drop it in the basket for you to Give your prayer request if you have one. Hey, guys, listen, you're not alone. (laughs) Whatever thing you're going through, God is with you, and you've got a church family that wants to be with you as well. Let us know about it. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. If you're a first-time guest, let us know. But this is a chance for us to give back as well, for us to invest in God's kingdom and for God's glory. This is Easter. (laughs) So let me pray for us right now. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your son, Jesus, and the hope that we have in Christ. Thank you for Easter Sunday, that Jesus is alive and conquered death. He made a way for us to have eternal life with you. Holy God, in the midst of our sin, he redeems and restores us. And forever, we are with you. God, grow us today. Deepen us today. 
Don't let us just stay superficial. Let us be honest and real and authentic. And let us find the joy and the hope of Easter in Jesus. Father, thank you for an opportunity to give back to you. I pray, Father, right now that, God, as we give our cards, as we place our prayer requests, God, as we even place the financial blessings that you've given to us and we give those back to you, God, take and multiply and use it so many people will know you. Many lives will be changed. And Father God, let us be changed this Easter. In your name we pray and we give, amen, amen, amen. Wow. Thanks for listening to our Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, part of our Rolling Hills Podcast Network, where you can find great podcasts like Making History Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, RH Women's As You Go Podcast, and more. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the life of Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app or visit our website at rollinghills.church. From there, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening and ways you can connect. We're thankful for you.